Hello, once again, welcome to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. And welcoming back to the show, the man, Kyle Budzanowski. Kyle, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Rob? I'm doing great. <laughs> You thought you were going to get away with it, didn't you? Yeah, he was all like, he's not going to hit me, and then I hit him anyway. It's good times. It makes me happy. All right, guys, we have so much to go over this week. Episode 36. Um, if you guys haven't noticed already, just by the way, guys, we hit over the 1,000 play mark this Ooh, week. I didn't even know mark. that. I know, right? It's crazy. Did you know that? No. Okay, exactly. Cool. And we have so, to news. celebrate that, we have so much big news coming in the next coming week, so please stay, pay attention to our social media pages. Obviously, stay tuned to the show, and if you haven't subscribed to our show, we're available on all streaming services and on YouTube on Mondays and Wednesdays, respectively, so make sure you guys subscribe to that to make sure you never miss an episode. We have so much to go over this week, guys, so we're doing the Big 12 College Football Preview like we talked about last week, Mike. We've got the NFL 100 rankings and why I think it's a crock of shit. We've also got the Lions training camp and how much we're going to be talking about the previewing this team before we do a roster breakdown in the upcoming weeks. We've got The Rock. He's retiring. He officially announced his retirement from the squared circle. And my last but not least, we're going to talk about those disappointing Tiger trades. Um, sorry for my language. It just it gets me no, fired up all croc. the time. I know. Yeah. 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 A crock? Yeah. Shit. It's like a saying. Never no? That's okay. Really? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> no? I thought I... I it's, no, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, like what, a, like what a crock, like what a fake kind of thing. No? Not getting it? No. Let me know in the comments if you guys if you okay. guys agree with me on that saying. Hopefully hopefully they're with me. All right. Let's jump right into it, though, Mike. Big 12 college right. football preview. This is the first one that Kyle has been a part of here. Um, he just asked if his Oregon was in the Big 12, so yep, it shows so. how much he pays attention. So that's pretty good stuff. I mean, the Big 12 is one of my favorite conferences, so I don't know why you guys hate it. Yeah, you've, only, got, you've, got, you've, definitely got, you've definitely got some high-profile programs in this. So let's just go right at it. Yeah, this is the conference, if you're a big fan of like the last three Super Bowls that wasn't the Rams one, mm-hmm. this is your conference to be in. Right. Because every game's at least 50 to 55. Right, yeah. They don't so, know what defense is in yeah. this conference. Um, anyway, so we'll start, um, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll just start from the beginning, I guess. Yeah, for here. sure. Um, so Oklahoma's the first team I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, obviously 11-1 and one and lost in the 1-4 match in the college football playoff. Right. They're set at 10.5 this year. So you got Lincoln Riley set the bar very high. Yep. They produced two Heisman Trophy winners the uh, last two years. years. Yep. Right. Um, two first, no, two number one overall picks too. Yep. That's another thing that people. And they also about. added uh, Jalen Hurts. Yes. From, from Alabama, Alabama. and yep. now he's going to be playing in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, so their toughest non-conference game is UCLA on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not super hard, yeah. but still harder than like a Mississippi or whatever mm-hmm. other team. Um, they play West Virginia, Iowa State, TCU, Texas. Texas Tech at home, mm-hmm. and their toughest road game is at Baylor late in the year. Yeah, see, I, I like Oklahoma. I, Lincoln Riley is a fantastic offensive coach, right? And I think Jalen, the fact that they were able to get a graduate transfer like this, um, and the the quarterback play, while I, do I think he's as dynamic as Kyler Murray is, or even Baker for that matter, mm-hmm. um, you still have a guy who's athletic, who's got starting experience, right, on big playability at all times, right, and can play and can play at a high level, right? I don't think he's the level of quarterback that Kyler or Baker is, but looking at the rest of this conference, there's no reason why they don't go over that win mark. So you got the over? Yeah, I got the over on that. Kyle? Well, I got the over. Yeah. Oh, jeez, that was tough. <laughs> I was He's trying to talk. You okay? You okay? It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm it's all right. We didn't edit that. He almost died, guys. He <laughs> yeah, almost, I almost had, yeah. 
They almost have a life sa- life saving emergency there. But I think Jalen Hurts wins the Heisman this year. I think they're gonna have three years three, back, in, a three, three in, in a row. Three in a row. Wow, really? You got Trevor Lawrence out there. You got Herbert out there. I say Trevor Lawrence. Blows you got Shea Patterson out there. Wait, 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 wait. I say I say it's toss up between Shea Patterson and Jalen Hurts. Go, go back to what you just said before that. I'm very <laughs> that Trevor Lawrence uh, blows an ACL halfway through the season. Wow, <laughs> that's my prediction. We're gonna have some fist fights, guys, later <laughs> on today. Just, Goodness just gracious. A, All right, let's keep going. Okay. Um, so next we got Texas. Last yeah. year they were nine and three. Also fought Oklahoma in the championship game, mm-hmm. and where they're set at eight and a half. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, I would say, yeah, I'd say nine. I'd say probably. Oh. They, I think Tom Herman's done a pretty nice job over there. Um, the problem with with Texas for me is I think that people are going to benefit. I think people say Texas, and you think it's Texas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think they're going to be right up there with them. I don't think they beat Oklahoma, though. See, here's where their schedule gets tough, though. Yeah. Because when you say, oh, I'll probably take the over. Yeah. So week two, they play at LSU. So yeah. that's a tough one early. Yeah. Then they play tough road games, including West Virginia, TCU, Baylor, and Iowa State all on the road. And their toughest matchup is Oklahoma, and they do play them at home. Yeah. So that could be a little advantage there. But yeah. with all those road games, I don't know if I would take the over. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be tough. I think they're going to be right there. At the end of the yeah. I, think that, I think that they are slowly but surely making a comeback, mm-hmm. Texas is, right? Because, you know, when you think Texas football, you think, you know, high quality. You know what I mean? I mean, churning out prospects left and right. I think they'll be right there at the end. I'm still going to take the over, okay. but it's going to be a tough one. But I still think that if this team's going to do anything, that has to show progress the other day. You're winning these games on the road. That's progress. Even if the win total doesn't say, okay, we got to 10 wins, but if you went on the road and you can beat some of these guys like TCU and Iowa State, and even LSU for that matter, you're making progress, yeah. you know what I mean, at the long term. I agree. Kyle? I say that I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to th- I'm gonna say the eight game mark. Okay. Because I don't, like, going into LSU, I, I would just be scared before I even play. That's a scary place scary. to play. Mm-hmm. Very scary. Plus, have and, you seen their coach? Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. He's scary. He sounds he like he's been through some. He doesn't. He doesn't, like, he doesn't even say words. He just makes noises. <laughs> he sounds like he's, <laughs> he's fought now. <laughs> right, let's go. Let's go. Nick. But yeah, so I say the eight wins. Good I, lord. I think they get a couple good wins, but they lose to Oklahoma yeah. and LSU. All right. Uh, West Virginia's next. They were eight and three last year, mm-hmm. and they're under over six and a half. So they have a very easy uh, Division Two style non-conference schedule. They have a tough four-game stretch in the middle. Home against Texas, home against Iowa State, at Oklahoma, at Baylor, and they end the year at Kansas State, at TCU in the last two. I'm going to say over, but barely, just just barely. I, there's not a lot to this team personally. Um, I, I don't I don't see I don't see them as any sort of threat. They're just going to exist. You know what I mean? They're yeah. a Division One program that's there. I, I, there's not a lot to say about this team, unfortunately. Do they have Will Greyer? No, he just no, he's gone. Yeah, gone. that's what I'm saying. So you don't have you no, don't have a guy coming in, but at the same time though, with their non-conference being as weak as it is, and you You're know, giving that quarterback like three weeks exactly, really just to really set his feet. And the and the over is what six and a half. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you seven think games. seven games? I think they get. I mean, that's a lot of things. Like we talked about with the Big Ten, like Indiana's got four games right off the bat. They're all chump change, right? Yeah. So in their in their over under six, unless they go over in the Big Ten. Then, like, how do you not hit that mark yeah, at exactly. some point? Especially when you play, like, if Rutgers is on your roster, that's five. You know what I mean? So, I, I'll say over, but it's an uninspiring over. I'll just give him the six. I'll still go under. Damn. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I was just going to go under on everyone. I know, right? That's okay. okay. Uh, Iowa State's next. They were eight and four last year, and their under over set at seven and a half. They play week, week two home against Iowa as a tougher mm-hmm. non conference game. Early four game stretch at Baylor. Home against TCU at West Virginia at Texas Tech. 
then they have a hard back-to-back near the end of the season at Oklahoma, home against Texas. I'm going to say under. That's a, that's a tough schedule. That's a tough, mm-hmm. that's a ringer of a schedule. I like Iowa State a lot. I like what they're doing. Um, that, that program is really headed in the right direction. they got a young coach who was even, I think, interviewed at one point for a couple of NFL head coaching mm-hmm. jobs. Um, they're on the right track, like I said, but that schedule is brutal. It's, it's Absolutely brutal. brutal. Any thoughts on Iowa State? You can, uh, so you can take the over to ignore. You can take the under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just thought he was going to take the over to disagree. Probably. No, take definitely the under. Uh, right. So now we're looking at Baylor next. They were 6-6 six and six last year. Their under over set at 6.5. They have an easy non-conference schedule. Plays key games including Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Iowa State all at home. Wow, and their crazy. toughest road game is at TCU. Really? From so last I'm going to say the over then just based off of that, right? I mean, you've got... That's weird that they're all at home. They're, they sneak one, right? Yeah. Texas Tech against, you know, something like yeah. that. Maybe I looked they, at their schedule. Yeah. Like, they by far, I feel like, have like the easier schedule. They're the most they, set up, but yeah. I feel like, too, they're not They're not a very complete. This isn't a, a Baylor team where I go, wow. That's a, like the one where RG3 or, Yeah, right, where I'm just like, wow, this is like they got players. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, I'm going to say the over just based off of the fact that you have so many home games. Like, how do you tank it that bad? Yeah. Bailey thoughts? Um, it's Baylor. I don't really know who's on their team. I'm gonna go under. <laughs> Good lord, Perfect. that's that's the great content that people subscribe to every single week. You know that, right? I gotta, hey. se- I gotta sell this show. You know that, right? Like, I gotta sell it to these people. Hey, you know who gets what? What gets the views? The the the, the belt. You know? You yeah. Know people, they see me with with listen, the belt. Yeah, I get it. They see you hold the belt for twelve seconds. I might not listen. get it. I get it, bro. A, All right. a while, but I yeah. get it. And yeah. that gets the views. That's okay, true. guys. Okay. Hey, no arguing in the show. Okay. That's We're not. We're right. You're right. Sorry, Mike. Continue. Okay. Uh, so next we're gonna look at TCU. Mm-hmm. They were six and six last year. Under over set two and a half or six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the oh my god, that was fantastic! <laughs> I'm like two. I was like, oh. I'm like, did they lose everybody? Nope, That's six awesome. Six and a half. <laughs> the only thing is because I put place week two at Purdue. Yeah, so I was looking at week two. That's awesome. Uh, so it's set at six and a half. Uh, as I said, they play week two at Purdue. So, give or take a Big Ten team. Right. Uh, Their road games are Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Tough for a road schedule. Yeah. But they get Baylor, Texas, and West Virginia at home. Yeah. It's kind of a give or take. That's a tough one. TCU is a weird team for me because TCU, even last year going into the season, right, was a ranked squad, right? I think they played Ohio State early in the year last year and completely blew that game, obviously. But point being is that there's talent on this roster. It just never seems to kind of come to fruition. Six and six was a huge step back for that program last year. So, with that, that being said, I think it's going to be the over. I don't know by how much, right? I don't think anybody in this conference really beats Oklahoma unless Oklahoma beats themselves. I'm going to be honest, right? Yes, um, but with that being said, I think that this is a year where TCU either needs to kind of – they need to kind of make a little bit of a run there where it needs to – you're too stagnant at the moment. Like TCU is a team where you go – Theoretically, they should be really good, but they're not for whatever reason. Your conference doesn't, you know, lend itself to being six yeah. and six. So I'm gonna say over. Okay, Kyle. I'm actually gonna take the over this time. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna go be- with Rob. Go <laughs> with Rob. Yeah, there we go. Wins. You because can ask Kyle next time. <laughs> last year, obviously, the the not so hot season. They thought there was gonna be like almost like kind of like a Michigan State where you think you're gonna have this hot season, then you kind of regress. That's I, a great actually. That's a great comparison. Yeah. So I think this is gonna that was gonna that was that was gonna show them. Okay, mm-hmm. we didn't do as well as we wanted to. Now right. this is our season to ramp it up and show. Okay, we're gonna be a we're gonna be a force. Even if we can't beat Oklahoma, we're gonna be a force in this Big Twelve. Conference. That's true. You know, that's not bad. That's honestly. 
honestly, if, you, if you're TCU, your goal is bowl, upper bowl game at that point. You yeah. know what I mean? As long as it's not like the Idaho Potato Bowl, you're happy. So It's a, my favorite bowl. So. <laughs> um, so next we'll go Oklahoma State. Yes. Last year they were 6-6. Six and The six. mullet. The yeah. mullet. Mike Gundy, I love it. Uh, if you see a pen here, there's a lot of six and six here. Yeah, because they're all the same. That's the thing. They're all the same team, guys. I don't yeah. know if you guys are noticing this or not. We just keep saying over under. It doesn't matter. They're all gonna be six and six. Um, their own under over set at seven and a half. Yeah, all right. So they have an easy non-conference schedule, mm-hmm. like some of the other teams we got here. They play great conference teams, including Oklahoma, TCU, and Baylor at home this year. Mm-hmm. Their tough road games are Texas, Texas Tech, and Iowa State. Kyle. What do you have on this one? Okay, so this is... I kind of have a little surprise. Neither of you know this. No. I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to say a 10-win season. For no, listen. Yes, listen. Yeah. Okay, you don't even know okay. this, but... You know they don't even have defensive players on I, the roster. Okay, listen, right? okay. Right, they so. use wide receivers on defense. <laughs> That's, That's fine. how they can get so it many doesn't matter. But, hey, about two days ago, mm-hmm. I actually applied to go to college at Oklahoma State University. Are you bored on weekends and you just apply <laughs> no. everywhere? Why? You're at UCF, you're at Oklahoma State, you're at OU, and here in Michigan, like Oregon. Yeah. So, I'm I'm waiting to get accepted at Oklahoma State University, and if that's where I go, then go Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the under. I guess I don't. They don't play defense, dude. Like every year that goes in, it's like wow, Oklahoma State's offense amazing, and then they don't they don't do anything. Wait, are you going to play football at Oklahoma State? Or are you gonna go play defense with them? Because I could. You probably could. They're taking applications right now. I'm calling their defense. I just use Madden's playbook. <laughs> so next, we have Texas Tech. I do um, like your mullet, though, Mike Gundy. Mm, big mullet there. Big mullet. <laughs> uh, Texas Tech was 5-7 and seven last year. Gross. They have an under-over at 5.5. Uh, they have their easy non-conference schedule, like 8 out of the 10 teams doing this. Uh, they play tough road games against Oklahoma, Baylor, and Texas. They got their home games against Iowa State and TCU of big purpose. They play Oklahoma and Texas on the road. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So once it's six and a half, I'm gonna, five, five and a half. half. I'm going to say over. Here's for the only reason why I'm going to say over though. Cliff Kingsbury's not there. I just think it's going to be hilarious to see the team that he couldn't do anything with, right? Go above that, you know, but what their record was last year, and now he's head coach in the NFL. That's it's right. like it's amazing to me. I think it's just weird. Kyle, Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Um, yeah, five and a half. They don't have a Baker or a. Uh, Patty Mahomes anymore, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under. I'm gonna say three wins this year, because like who do they, who do they have? They don't even have a coach anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's coaching Arizona. They're gonna go three and thirteen. I'm sure it's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah. Whatever. One of those wins. That, never mind. I can't say it. So next we're gonna go Kansas State. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. Anyway, uh, Kansas State's next. So they were five and seven last year also. And they're under over set six and a half. Mm-hmm. So week three, they go on the road against Mississippi State from the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got three straight home games against Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma in a row in the middle of their season. They play tough road games against Texas and Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And their final game of the season is home against Iowa State. What's their over again? What's their over? Six and a half. Six and a half. I think they get to seven wins. For whatever reason, TCU is a team that's like per, like just stuck at seven and five. They're that kind of team to me. Like they'll make a bowl, right? Mm. But they don't do anything else that's anything crazy. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Uh, for whatever reason, I just every time I hear Kansas State, I think seven and five. That's why yeah, I, I, they're, I, I, they're no I same kind. You know of what I mean? Sure. Like maybe they get like an upset win where it's like, hey, Kansas State's ranked and they're like twenty fourth in the country, kind of <laughs> like at all times, are. right? But they never do anything else. Sure. You know what I mean? So Cal- I, I, I was gonna State say that. Thoughts? Yeah. 
I'm gonna go with under, obviously. Like what what Rob obviously. said. Like, <laughs> nobody's gotta go there. nobody's got nobody's he's got like he's he's got, like everybody's terrible. Everyone's going one and eleven and Oklahoma State Oklahoma yeah. in the championship. That'd be a good championship game. Yeah. Oklahoma would steamroll them, but it's fine. Continue. Right, um and the final team we have here yep. is Kansas, who I'm not even gonna lie to you. Les Miles. Les Miles is there. Unlike Kyle, I thought Kansas was in the SEC for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. um that's Listen. how I love this conference. Listen. Les Miles is there now, okay? National championship winning coach from LSU. I think you might favor this because so they were three and nine last year. Yeah. They're under overs three and a half. Yeah. Uh, so they play an easy non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. They're tough four-game stretch in the middle of the season at TCU, Loss. At home against Oklahoma, Loss. at Texas, Loss. home against Te- Texas Tech. Loss. And their Loss. final game of the season is home against Baylor. Yeah, that could be like their statement win yeah. theoretically. <laughs> like if I if I could say that, I think they could possibly get to four wins. That's probably my max. So let's not. Lie. I was kind of being sarcastic about last miles. I don't think he's a good coach at all. Let me be clear about that. He won a national championship with somebody else's team. But with that being said, I will say that he is he is a good recruiter. LSU always was a good recruiter even when he was there, right? That hasn't changed. But I think that if he's able to get better talent into Kansas, right, just overall, if he can sell a couple of poor kids on coming to Kansas rather than going to Kansas State or to Texas Tech or anything else in this conference, I think that they get a couple more wins just just strictly off the fact that he's not the worst coach ever and he's the only coach who is willing to take to go there, you know what I mean? So I think that you're going to see an upswing with the program. That upswing, though, it, in Kansas terms, is going to be awesome. As far as the rest of us go, at two wins to four wins or whatever, three wins to four wins, that's nothing. But you have a sense of hope, I think, in that program going forward with Les Miles as your coach. So you have, you I'm going to take the over, but just barely. I think they get to four wins. I think Baylor is their upset game that leads them. Like, Remember we beat Baylor last year. That's that's the potential where right. we could be. Kyle? Under. You know, under three and a half. <laughs> under three and a half. I'm okay. Saying, I'm saying so one. they're the Rutgers of this they're program. They're the Rutgers of this yeah. All right, Rob, so give me your Big 12 championship game. <sighs> Lord. Uh, the teams we just talked about. I'm gonna ask you next. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I, I think that do they have like the divisions? No, like, they, they just had they just all, had the twelve, right? That's what straight. I thought. I just no. So I, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Texas Oklahoma. I think that's the marquee matchup. I think that unless Texas completely tanks it, right? I think Oklahoma. You might as well just put them in there now. So I don't you got care Oklahoma which winning? Oklahoma's gonna win the whole thing. Yeah, I think that they don't have a big drop off on the on the. On the um, on the quarterback play, I think Lincoln Riley's a offensive mastermind. I think that he under, I think he's the one of the few coaches in that conference where he goes, I know we can't stop anybody, but I know for a fact I can put sixty up. Yeah. So and that's the and that's the mindset that you have to have in this conference. Now it doesn't help them national championship wise, but as far as this goes, I know I have to put sixty up. So I'm going to put as much brain power as I can to put in sixty up, knowing I'm, I'm letting up fifty five. Okay. Rob Hetz, Oklahoma. Kyle, what's your pack to, or uh, Big 12 National Championship game. Uh, same thing. Oklahoma and Texas is, I mean, other than that, there's probably... Wait, where the hell's Oklahoma State then? Oklahoma I thought State, they had It's going gonna, to be a close one, but in, in reality, like, unless they have me back there, it's like, picking, picking, <laughs> picking balls off. Like, next oh, year, when, I, when I'll be a freshman, I'll probably be starting safety, free safety preferably. Okay. There's any scouts out there? You'll be the flag stick that they park the ball with. Look at you. <laughs> if I'm on the field, that'd be cool. <laughs> no, Oklahoma and Texas. Um, I, I, I could see an, I could see a close game where it's like 55-55, but I probably would see Oklahoma. Like I think Texas pushes them. Don't don't get yeah. me wrong. But I like again. I just think Lincoln Riley's a better coach yeah. at the end of the day, and I just think they have better players. Right. I mean, what do you got? Um, I have 
Oklahoma winning it against yeah. Yeah. Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Can, like you said, all these teams, I think Vegas is showing you. I want to say them, Iowa right? State has a good chance also because yeah. I always like what they That do, schedule, but, though, is rough. Yeah. That's a rough schedule. Uh, since Kyle was here the first two weeks, yeah. f- first question, does Oklahoma make the Final Four this year since we have them winning the Big 12? Yes. Do you think Oklahoma makes it? Do you think Oklahoma makes it? Uh, I don't. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, and here's why. I think that Oklahoma's a bad loss during the year at some point. I don't think they go undefeated. And with this conference being as weak as I think it's going to be after probably them in Texas, if they have a conference loss at any point in time during that year, that looks terrible. So, and I think the Big Ten is stronger. I think the ACC is stronger. I think the SEC is stronger. I think that some of those teams are going to dominate outright. Like Clemson, when we do ACC next week or whenever, I think Clemson's just going to outright dominate dominate through the entire schedule. So I think that them being undefeated rather than, you know, Oklahoma having one loss, I think its second SEC team has a better chance of getting in than they do winning the conference championship. Kyle, do you think Oklahoma Oklahoma makes it? I think Oklahoma makes it. Do you think anyone from the Big Ten or Pac-12, since you weren't here for those, make it also? I say it's going to be a toss-up either. It's going to be you're going to have Alabama, Clemson, you're going to have Oklahoma, and then I say whoever, Ohio State or Michigan, whoever – Wins that battle, makes it to the final four. So yeah, I don't think I don't think the Pac-12 either strong. That's the thing. I think I don't I don't think people understand the importance. I think truly of having a strong conference. Like that's why Georgia made it right. Was because yeah, we lost to Bama, we lost here, we had two losses, but the two teams we lost to right, they're, they're good quality programs, right? So I think that people need to understand that just because you go undefeated or eleven and one or whatever in a crappy Pac-12 conference, the fact that you lost a game at all is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the Big Ten, same thing. Like, I, for as much crap as I give Michigan or Ohio State or whoever else like that, if Michigan comes out of the Big Ten and they win it, they'll have earned the right to be Big Ten champions. That schedule that they go through, they go through Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan State, whoever they're going through, that's a tough gauntlet of teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So, I, I mean, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think they get there. Think, I don't think okay. they get there this year, especially because they, they, and they were, they were out maps last year, big time. They had the quote-unquote yeah. number one prospect in football. And they were down twenty eight nothing like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I just whatever. Okay, it is what it is. You got them in there or no? Um, it's gonna be a stretch. Yeah, I really like Oregon though, mm-hmm. just because I think the quarterback plays there. Yeah, but I do agree with you that if they do lose one, it's mm-hmm. gonna be a tough. Really road. tough. Really I do tough. think Oklahoma can survive one loss, depending yeah. on who they like. If they lose to Iowa State, that's like you lost to like a bad team, but it's like us losing to like a. Lost in Iowa a couple years ago. Yeah, like a nine, and you yeah, had to go beat Iowa Ohio or State, Western or something. Right, We're like this seems like seven, like eight and four or something. So it's not yep, that bad. I get loss, it. but it's like a loss. Yeah. So I could see them getting it. I also see uh, Oregon making it. Though. All right, let's shift over now, real quick, before we go to the break. Let's talk about these NFL 100 ratings. Okay, okay. Um, we saw it right. One Lions player on there, Mr. Darius Slay, at number 86. Um, did they get it right, guys? Kyle, I'm gonna start with you because you know you haven't been on the show here in a minute. Did they get the NFL 100 right? Aaron Donald's the number one player in football, quote unquote. Tom Brady's number six. Do you want to know the top ten? Yeah, sure. Let's do the top okay. ten real quick. Top ten. So I'm just gonna go one through ten. Yep. Aaron Donald. Yep. Drew Brees. Yep. Cleo Mack. Mm-hmm. Patty Mahomes. Todd Gurley. Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Oh no, Antonio Brown after Brady. Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones, Von Miller. Top 10. Yeah. See, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins just misses it. He's at 11. Kyle, I mean, thoughts on that? I mean, do you think that, I mean, did, did they get it right on that? I mean, for a top 10, it's hard. Those are all, those are a lot of elite players. It's mm-hmm. hard to, you could argue like a lot through that top 10, but I think 
for those top 10, you got it right. There's people like who Odell Beckham, who's in like the 40s, that more arguing, oh, maybe he should have been higher. Jarvis Landry, who's in the 80s, could he have been higher? But for the top 10, they're all they're all great. I think they all are. It, I think I it's know, tough when you get in that realm. I have one big one, and that's Gurley being above Brady. I don't think, I think, especially I, down the stretch, Gurley was ineffective. They didn't, they turned away from him. Um, that's a big one for me, and let's be real here. He, I, as far as Tom, they won the freaking Super Bowl, and he's fifty. Okay, like I just whatever. That's fine. But go ahead, Mike. Anything on that? Um, not on that. I don't have anything on that no. specifically. I no. think they got it for the most part. Right? I think they the most part. I don't know I mean, if I would say okay because if you do these ratings on who you think the best player is yeah. going into this 2019 season, mm-hmm. you're telling me that you don't think Patty Mahomes is a top three player. I right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, right? I, I personally think he's a better like going in mm-hmm. right now better right. than Drew Brees. Yeah. If you're like, who would you rather take for this upcoming yeah. season? I would take Patty Mahomes probably. Mahomes is a, that's the only problem with that. I only have a problem with that just because he's only had one season. I need yeah. to see it. But you, you, but you have mean? to only take that if one I season. Take just, you know if, I mean? I, if I think, okay, he's going to have the same production or sim. I mean, maybe not as crazy, but yeah. similar production, then yes, right? And I also do think Cleo Mack should be number one. Cleo Mack had a phenomenal season. I think he is my number one player yeah. in the NFL right now. That's that's my next question is that who do you think is the number one player? Because, I mean, Khalil, I, I, would, I would agree with you almost. Like, Cleo Mack, he was a dominant force to the likes of which I have never seen. More than Aaron Donald was by yeah. far. Yeah. I mean, he totally transformed like, the Bears' when you, defense. When you look at the week one game, you can even yeah. go back to week one. Right. That first half when Rodgers goes out yeah. and he gets the intercept to pick six mm-hmm. and then the forced fumble and then he gets up and picks up himself and takes it back mm-hmm. and he scores 14 points by himself, you just go, that's a freak of nature yes. that like impacts the game so much. I do think number two should be Brady also. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably have like a Khalil Mack... Um, Patty Mahomes, Brady, or maybe Brady at two and Patty yeah. Mahomes at three. Right. Just because their game in the AFC Championship game showed how really true showed how yes. great both of them were. No and doubt. Brady, that last stripe Brady had mm-hmm. was just like, yeah, he's. I'm in a total best. agreement with you right now. Like, I didn't think we would be like as on the same page as we are, but I'm. I'm totally I, I, I have more with disagreements you. later. Yeah, but that's how I. Yeah, but I mean, th- at that point, it's you know, it is what it is. Uh, Kyle, same question. Do you think that who do you think is quote unquote the best player in the league right now? Who should be number one on your list? Like, if you have a, a fantasy draft, right? And you're picking number and, one. And you're picking number one. Who's your number one guy that you think, okay, I can build my franchise around this guy? Or just this upcoming year, you don't have to build a franchise. Yeah, because, like, true. realistically, yeah, Tom Brady, you don't want to build a franchise on yeah, now. He's playing. Sign an extension. Two more years. You know, yeah, anyway. yeah, anyway. But, no, I would probably say Khalil Mack. Going off what Michael said, like mm-hmm. I'd I'd say Aaron, like if you like stack them up, like him and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's probably like the bigger guy, the stronger guy. But how Khalil Mack like affects this team, the defense, and how the game is played. Right. I feel like that's much much makes him much of a greater player. Yeah. I would have like a top three. I'd have Khalil Mack, probably Patty Mahomes, Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. and then I'd put like a Brady and the rest as you go on. But if that'd be a top three, that's probably where I'd put those three. That's not a bad. That's not a bad take, honestly. I think that I think it was close, right? I think that you're gonna see, you know, some. I think some players I think got pushed up certain spots just because of name value, not so much because like you look at it and you go like a Todd Gurley, right? Even a Von Miller last year. I think Von Miller was very low key on his production. You know what I mean? I mean Denver was not a good football team last year, clearly. You know what I mean? So some of that kind of, you know, what do you let got? Me, let me throw you one name. Yeah. Do you, do you know where Philip Rivers landed? 25. 17. 
Mm, How does high. that feel? That's too high. I think that's a little high. It's too high. I think Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck landed at twenty. I no, think Andrew, Andrew Luck's Luck better. better. Andrew Luck had a better year. He turned the whole. Uh, but that's the thing, though, right? Is that you're like, okay, well, what have I seen? What have I not? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's a tough, nonetheless. All right. After the break, we've got Lions training camp preview. We've got The Rock. He's officially retired, and we got Detroit Tiger trades. All that and more coming up after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, this is the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika from the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Just reminding you that we are live every single Monday at 7 in the morning on your favorite streaming services. All five major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and professional wrestling. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast every Monday, 7 a.m. See you there. All right, welcome back to part two of episode 36. Um, we're going to jump into some Lions training camp action. Real quick though, I forgot to ask in part one. What is it going to take for some more Lions players to get on this top one, top NFL 100? Just real quick, because like Slay's up there. Slay had a down year last year, so I'm kind of surprised. I get it; he made the Pro Bowl, but yeah. I mean, what's it going to take to see like a Snacks, Stafford, Kenny G? I, I did think um, a couple guys I think missed it were Kenny Galladay and Snacks mm-hmm. in the totality. I think yeah. they had very great, like very. Yeah. Actually, great seasons. Right. So I'm shocked that they didn't make the list yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, when Snack you look at like the, the top, like the five that are out, yeah. like an Eric Weddle or Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. I can make arguments. Carson Wentz was like hurt. Yeah. So I can like make arguments. I'm like, some of these guys, I'm like, I think Snacks had more production at his position. Oh, yeah. Totally than, transformed the defense. Yeah. Totally like the transformed defense the defense. Changed. Like, if he went to New England, do you think he'd be on the list? Uh, he played the Vince Wilfork role. I don't think so. No, I think he has noticed more there though. So yeah. there's a chance. That's what I'm saying. Like just ba- different but, mar- bigger market, th- better team. So. No, I think he's just off okay. Just a, just a thought. All right, uh, training camp. Right, Lions have been in it now for a couple weeks. They had their first preseason game here in a couple days against the New England Patriots. New England's coming to town. By the way, I will be at training camp. Uh, on Monday, so if you guys are listening to this in the morning on your drive in, I'll be there. So say hi if you see me. Um, but thoughts just so far, guys, on what we've heard out of training camp, right? Uh, the, a couple big points. The defense looks good. The offense, you know, you've been seeing a lot of tight end stuff. Hawkinson looks like the real deal, we we hope at least, right, just coming out of camp. Um, the, the secondary really hasn't fully shuffled its way out yet. Tabor's up and down. Awarie's up and down. Melvin's probably the number two right now. Um, Slay's been kind of working his way in. Uh, Mike Daniels is working his way in. Lots of different moving pieces here. What What are you guys' just overall thoughts on what you're hearing about the team so far? Is anything concerning to you? Or what are you guys excited about? I was going to let Kyle go first. Nah, he's, 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 all he's, he's all on his own. He's all on his own world, dude. He's looking at pictures of Shea Patterson. Yeah. I don't know what he's I'll doing. I'll let you go on that. <laughs> okay. Um... Like I said, though, I have to wait till this first preseason game to yeah, really. For because sure. you can, I can go out there and say, oh, my God. They look amazing. Top, yeah, TJ they... looks so good <laughs> against Aquara. Yeah. But then you're going up against J.J. Watt, and what's he going to do? Like, right. It's one of those things where, like, I no have, doubt. To, no I have doubt. to see it to believe it almost. For sure. But, I mean, everything that comes out is all positive. I just read that. They said Marvin Jones looks ready to go, and he looks better than ever. So mm-hmm. that's always a that's good positive. sign. That's, that's really big. Uh, for the him, defense actually. looks really good. So, all around, I mean, they're making it look like – Stafford, just the pictures of what Stafford looks like compared to looks last year. Like he looks like he like got shape. in good shape. Phenomenal. Uh, looks shape. like he's all rested and healthy. The best shape I've seen him. Like like not even an exaggeration. Yeah. The best physical shape I've seen him in. I think in his career. Yes. I think he looks phenomenal this year. So I mean, all of that put together. Hopefully, and we'll definitely talk about in the first two. Three oh, absolutely. Games. Yeah, to evaluate. Especially them. game three. Yeah. We're gonna do a full more. roster breakdown here. That may be the whole first half of the show. Just going full on who we think yeah. makes the team. I think that would be a good cuts. one. 
Yeah. If you want to expect it, probably after the third one, because yeah. that's when they... Exactly. Yeah, um, once we kind of get a formation, it. some cuts happen and all that good stuff, so stay tuned for that, obviously. Uh, well, yeah, that's all I... I mean, yeah, Kyle, what do you, what do you see? It? Anything on your Twitter feed? Anything you've been following? Prior Detroit does a great job, uh, a website yeah. by SB Nation, of really doing a good breakdown. NFL Network's been there and stuff like that. There's been a lot of talk... Um, about Hawkinson especially, you know, uh, and anything in particular that you've kind of stood out where you're like, yes, I like hearing that, or okay, this may be something to watch as we go into preseason. Yeah, I've been well, I've been reading stuff. I haven't been paying too close of attention. I've liked some of the signings they've had mm-hmm. with a couple free agents like Mike Daniels, mm-hmm. but in specific, I've really liked seeing uh, the cornerback out of Penn State, Amani Aruiye. Amar- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've been actually watching him closely for the past couple weeks. He's, I've I've seen some film. I, I've watched him back when he played against Michigan. Mm-hmm. I've always really liked him. Yeah, and um, he's playing really good. He's playing with the first teams. He's had a couple yep. interceptions. Yep. in training camp. So I'm really liking what he's seeing. I'm probably gonna watch him first really couple closely. weeks. Are gonna be huge to really yeah. kind of sort out the quarterback, the cornerback. Yeah, you, right. you know what I mean. I think that's gonna be a big thing to watch. Um, last year though, in the preseason, right? We I remember we were not we didn't have the show yet, but we would all sit around. Me talk and be like, man, we look terrible. Like we looked awful in the preseason. But we were also like, in the back of our minds, like it's gonna be okay, right? Like it's preseason for a reason. You know what I mean? And then we, and then that carried over to the first two weeks of the year. We looked god awful once again, right? Are we? I mean, are we looking at this preseason a little more closely than we did last year compared to year one to year two? And saying, all right, I'm not expecting us to go out and dominate preseason because that doesn't mean anything. We know that, but. Are we expecting just better overall performance where we don't look like we're embarrassed and know what the hell is going on out there? Like, because I think there was a very low bar to yeah. over, you know, to kind of hop over. But I do think there is a bar. Yeah, I think, um, especially, I think keep your eye on the second and third preseason game. Yeah, the first one's very just like this is a how series. game day works. A series, and yeah. It's like a series or two. Mm-hmm. When you hit the second, third one, they play a quarter and even a half or more mm-hmm. of right. the game. Those are the ones where you have to... Because the third one last year you played... If, correct me if I brought the Browns was our third one last year. Sounds about right. And that yeah, was yeah. the one where we watched it and we were losing by like 30. Yeah, and, we're and like, then we were what like... Is happening? Yeah, we were like, what is happening? But then yeah. you were just like, oh, I think it's fine. I think yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's preseason. They're we working were, it out. They're working the kids out. It was either them or the Bucks. It was yeah. one of the two. And I was just like... Yeah, it, I mean, hopefully it's just preseason yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I'm, I'm in those few games where, right. I'm like, the first and fourth one to me, I'm like, can take it or leave it. Yeah. But that second and third one where you see a lot of the starters play mm-hmm. and really their game plan go into uh, action, I right. want to see a lot of – I want to see scoring. Right. I want to see – them not look like they don't know what they're doing, and right. I want to see defensively, like just the effort to give. Right, no doubt. I think if you'll give the effort in preseason, no doubt, absolutely, it'll transfer to the regular season. For sure, no doubt about that. Kyle, same question to you, man. I mean, what are you looking out of this preseason? Just because it is right around the corner. Um, what are you looking for in particular? Are you looking for a guy to stand out? Or are you looking to see, all right, you know, and I, and I asked this question because I don't know if you guys remember, when Caldwell first got here, you know what I mean? When Caldwell first got here, even with Lombardi at coordinator, right, the first thing you noticed was Stafford was in shotgun a lot more. They were taking a lot more deep passes, right? They looked really good in the preseason, and they started off hot, right? They beat the Giants on Monday night, all that good stuff, and then obviously it kind of tapered off. But point being is they looked Good mm-hmm. going into the season, right? Is there anything, Kyle, for you where you need to go? I need to see this in order to make me make me feel confident going into Arizona Week One. So I think what's different in during this preseason, other than recent yeah. preseasons, is that when lion usually lions will draft like a lineman 
And you, you, I mean, I'm not saying that's bad. You no, know, I'm draft, with, I, I get it. I get need, it. It was not like, the sexy pick. I get it. No, but like the, it makes, and at least for me, yeah. Except for when the season starts, you're looking forward to seeing the Lions play. But now you have a tight end who you've here. I mean, I've never, not in my lifetime, I've seen a Detroit team like draft someone and they've been good out of the bat. But like, but like someone that you could actually be like, okay, I want to see T.J. Hawkinson play right. the whole season. I want to see right. him ball out. And I feel like that's the, that's some good hope for us Lions yeah. fans. So I, I think, think we may. Sue was like rookie of the year, wasn't he? Wasn't he like the so. rookie of the year? Was he? he was? <laughs> I think he led the league in sacks. <laughs> I don't think Kyle really cared about the way back one. Yeah, I know, right? But, but then he, he was, started like, six like, at the time. Yeah. Stepping <laughs> on people's <laughs> net throws. <laughs> yeah. That was the best game of the year. Yeah, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm with you. I'm with you, though. Right? But at least yeah. it gives us some sort of hope. Like, no, for sure. Maybe we have yeah. something until we get our feelings like that. That's something nice to have. Like the NBA, if we could draft someone good, and it's just like someone that... He just comes... Like, he's like a Camaro, right? Or something like that. Where, like he just plays his first year and he's awesome and you're just like oh this is all, like yeah. this is amazing like, we have somebody who's like contributing I, I watched Moneyball the other day and they yeah. were talking about like having guys for the first half of the season to bring people in yes and then at that time hopefully you can get good enough to where people just want to stay and watch you and that's right. kind of what I feel like Hawkinson brings this mm-hmm. and even Tavai because you don't really know what you're getting with him I've heard like, a lot of good things those first two or three day, those first two or three home games people are just going to go and be like how's Hawkinson look How's Tavai look? Right. And yeah. then how are the rookies and how do the free agents look? Yeah. And, and how does the quarterback? And at that point, if you're four and two and you're like, wow, like there's sight in this season, yeah, right. then people are going to go more and Jump more. Jump on the wagon, for yeah. sure. Are you guys more excited for this season than others? Mike, we've been yeah. talking about this before and you've kind of been like, you know, you're like, I don't know what's going on with me kind of thing. Like, Yeah, no, it's weird. Like, I, I, the last like three years, yeah. I think I've just been like, oh, the Lions are going to come on. Right. But like this year, I was, I'm actually going to watch preseason games. Yeah, me too, right? Like, I mean, I'm I actually like, do. I I don't know why I'm saying I'm always excited. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually gonna like sit down. I'm like, wow, like I'm excited. Like I mean, they'll be on. Like I've right. obviously, if you're watching the YouTube, I have two TVs in here. Yeah. One of them usually has a Some football, sort of football game, game and on, the right? other one I'm just doing whatever on. But this year, I'm like actually just like sit and just watch, watch. right the football game. Right. And obviously, you know, game. we do that. We watch games and you know we take notes for the show and everything else just yeah. to kind of break it down for everybody who doesn't have the chance to watch. Cal, same question to you though. I mean, how excited are you? Are you are you more excited or less excited for year two of the Patricia era? Um, I I don't know if it's just an age thing because it's happened with like mm-hmm. like Michigan football for me too. But like, I watched like spring practice for Michigan. <laughs> and I was I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. So I I definitely am more invested than you're getting old. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's what I'm saying. It's like probably like an age He's thing. A cowboy now. <laughs> I'm gonna be a cowboy. I'll still watch the Lions down in Oklahoma State. There you go. Right. Yeah. Not that kind of cowboy. Not yeah. No. Add a boy. Yeah, yeah. I get it. No, for sure. And I think that's something that does come with age, too. And you kind of understand what's going on. You kind of understand a little bit schematically, like, okay, here's what they used to do. Here's what we should, you know, kind of see. You know, I think Madden, I think, helps that a little bit, too. We're all big Madden players. So you kind of see, okay, here's what they're running. Here's what they do. Here's what, you know. And I think you get a little more in-depth into it. I think you get more excited, too, because I think it comes out a month before the season starts. Right. It just gets you ready to go. You you start playing, you go, oh, my God, I can't wait for this stuff to happen in real life now. I think that's... That's the big trigger there. For sure. All right, let's shift away now. Uh, we'll obviously we'll continue to monitor the situation. If they look like total garbage next week against the Patriots, we'll probably go ahead and we'll take a look at it and see what the hell happened. But let's talk about Dwayne Rock Johnson for a second here. And the only reason why we're talking about him specifically uh, is he announced his retirement officially from I guess WWE. He's never really wrestled anywhere else, so from pro wrestling, I guess, right? 
Um, he kind of kind of did it subtly. You know, he kind of just mentioned, yeah, by the way, I'm kind of done. Um, do you, and Mike, this is more question for you, Kyle. You can chime in if you have something here. But is there a match that you wish we could have, like one more match against anybody on the roster, right, or one thing you could have built to, not Cena 3, obviously, but like something where you could have went, wow, like I really – Wish we could have seen that right before he left. Like well, one really good well, match. Well, Rob Cena was my favorite once in a lifetime moment. Stop it! <laughs> so we don't have enough time in the day to explain how stupid that was. We do not have that kind of time. Our viewers do not have that kind of time. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't need to know what I'm talking about. No. Just skip past this whole yeah, segment. Honestly, jeez. No. Um, is there one match? Um, like with one guy, you know, like, I'm not going to say even an AEW. I don't want to talk about dream match. I'm talking about uh, a current roster. Uh, like, you know, would you, like, want to see him against Rollins or McIntyre or Reigns even? You know what I mean? Or have him beat up 75-year-old Vince McMahon will, one last time. Whatever you want to see. <laughs> I will say, I think after his match at 29, yeah. I said, I think I'm good. Yeah. And I kind of stick to that. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody... Obviously, if he went against literally anybody on the roster, of course, you're interested. Match, you're like, interested. Oh, yeah. Rollins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I'm I'm okay with not yeah. seeing another one. And uh, yeah, it's about that time. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I think it's kind of be. I think the Roman thing would have been kind of cool, just yeah. to like really let Roman like get the last kind of thing, just to really just do whatever he could to kind of last yeah. second. I do think I mean? if Roman was more, and we've talked about yeah. the, the, when they should have pushed Roman kind right. of, of, of agenda, of if they pushed him at the right time, it would have been huge. Like three or four years would've ago, huge. I would have think that match would have been a great main event WrestleMania type match kind of thing. Would have put him, like if he was world champion him. or whatever, and then it was him versus Rock for the world championship or something, that would have yeah. been a great, the um, pass, t- a true passing of the torch, torch kind to of Reigns. Right. But um, since you're not going to get that, I don't know if there's a match that would go, Yep, you need to go out for and sure. first this guy. I think you're good. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, Kyle, you you're a rock fan, right? You watched you've watched at you watch times. His movies. You watched I yeah, you watched every movies, movie right? Did you did you ever want to see The Rock really again in, in the wrestling ring? You kind of done just kind of just let him do his crappy action movies. I mean, like, but show. like when when every other movie that comes out seems to have The Rock in it, you kind of like yes, he films like four at once. Yeah, I know, it's crazy, but I mean like and eats all the pancakes in the world. You ever seen his cheat meals? Aren't oh they God, crazy? Wait, can, I, can I throw a spoiler from Hobbs and Shaw real quick? Yeah, I don't care. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This is, happens in the movies on that day. So in the beginning, he like goes to this place with his daughter, yeah. and they order pancakes, and they give him like three pancakes. He goes, no, no, that's for her. And then they bring out a stack of like 30 pancakes <laughs> and lay in front of him, and he goes, that's mine. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's, that's just fantastic. funny. I thought it was that's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> Um, anyway, go back to yeah, that. Yeah, anyway. so, um, I mean, I never was, when Rock was really a thing, that's when me and Michael would watch it when I was young, but I really never understood what was going on. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, so, I get it. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, he, you know, he was, the, he was the first guy really to transcend going from professional wrestling to the Hollywood world, right? Yes. Like, he's the first one to successfully do it. The, you know, I mean, Stone Cold makes movies every other week, and they're on Netflix, and they're all terrible, and they're all the same movie. You know, The Rock is the first true major movie star. Favorite match with The Rock in it, Mike? Favorite match ever. If you can name one, what is it, and why? Because um, I got one. I don't know. I mean, Kyle's over here looking at a whole bunch of DVDs we got <laughs> on the side. He's trying to find one. Yeah, I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to avoid all, it. Man. It's okay. You can skip this question. Those, okay. those are all like 2009. So yeah. I wasn't even here that so time. go ahead. So, I mean, you got one from any era. I mean, it could be... It, it, you can go all the way back to the time using Smoky Mountain Wrestling as Flex Kavana if you wanted to. 
you go first. Huh? I want to. Pick, I think Rock I Hogan. One. Rock Hogan. Rock Hogan. Oh, WrestleMania. Ross WrestleMania 18. It's one of the greatest matches of all time. Not technically, but from a strictly the the crowd, the fact that it wasn't the main event, which it definitely should have been. The fact that it completely, it was such a great match and did so many things. Um, I, I can look back at matches that he had with Mick Foley were ph- phenomenal in 1999. You look at the matches he had with Triple H in 2000, mm-hmm. phenomenal. All, all three, ma- I mean, the WrestleMania 17 match that's, with with Austin that's what I was, pushing was, I was phenomenal. That's but I'm going to say Rock Hogan WrestleMania 18 was the best now match. Now I have two. Yeah. I didn't think about this, the first one you said. Yeah. So I'm going to go Rock Austin at 17 yeah. is probably my number one. Yeah, but a so close good. number two was... Correct me if I'm wrong, because you'll know. Yeah. Rumble 99, Mankind Rock. The one where he handcuffs him and, like, hits him in the chair. Mm-hmm. Put the chair, like, 17 times in the head. That was 99 Rumble, right? Uh, was so that 2000? Uh, no, Rumble 90. I think, no, Rock won the Rumble in 99. Did he? Yeah, so he was, was in the Yeah, it might have been 98. I don't yeah. know the exact... Yeah, I think it was. I don't know the exact No, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, right? I know exactly yeah, what you're okay. talking about. That, yes. that match where he, like... Yeah, it's all beyond the mat if you've never seen that. Yeah, he handcuffs Big Foley and just hits him in the chair, like, 120 times with the steel chair. Right, that. yeah, full-on corporation. Yeah, that, um, both of those, I would say, is, like, one Yeah, I think there was, I think there was 98, because I think that was right around the time he turned heel at the corporation and everything. That was in 98, because they did the redo of the Montreal Screwjob for the finals of the title. So, yeah, that, that's a phenomenal match as well for a lot of different mm. reasons, right? The emotion and everything else. What's Rock's legacy? I mean, is he on your Mount Rushmore of like top four or five greatest of all time? I mean, you know, there's so many guys, obviously, but what is his legacy? Is he is he just going to be known as the guy who wrestled, but he became a massive actor? I think he will be remembered as one of the best talkers on the microphone. Mm-hmm. But I think in totality, I don't think he would be on my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Um, I think he just just misses, misses it. that, and I I only say that because I think my Mount Rushmore goes like in tiers of like like there's like the Hogan era, mm-hmm. and then there's like the Bret Hart Undertaker's kind of there mm-hmm. in that kind of an era, mm-hmm. and then you I think Austin kind of was more over that, in that, that era. Oh yeah, definitely. It was and him you, and Austin. If you have someone that's in my mind beating you right. while you were in your prime, then I can't put you on the Mount Rushmore. Right. So then oh, no. and then I would probably have. Cena oh, yeah. also yeah, is in my top four, yeah, so I think sure. those are probably my four on the yeah. Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's ever a time where yeah. someone's I think, better yeah. than you, you can't be That's what Mount makes Rushmore. that era, though, so great, is the fact that you had The Rock and Stone Cold in their primes at the same time. Yeah. That's what's and crazy And to me, Austin, I think, was just that Oh, yeah, he was, better. he was. But, so, uh, but The Rock took up the mantle for Austin, right? And it was like, then there was back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. That's what made those matches so, I mean, you're never going to see another match at Russell, that main events WrestleMania three times. No. You know, it, other every other year, for goodness sake. I was going to say, well, you're, you're coming close to one. Yeah, what? Reigns, Lesnar. Oh, yeah. If they do it geez. one more time, you, you got three. But <laughs> I'm throwing my mouth right now. But, but yeah, anyway. But I get it, though. But you know what I mean? Like, that that story, and I would agree with you. I think I think he'll be always known as the most, as probably a top five most entertaining guy yes. of all time. Technically, I thought he was sound, not great. I never thought The Rock was like, wow, he's the best wrestler yeah. in the world. Never thought that. I do think that even with a someone not as great as he, mm-hmm. he could put on a good match with Absolutely. almost anybody, Absolutely. though. Yes. Just with his charisma and everything. So like, captivating. He could just go, yeah. like, he could go up against, like, the big show, and mm-hmm. just by his 
entertainment standard oh, for sure. alone could make the match. He like, was captivating. He, he did things that people had never seen before as far as, you know, some of the stuff. The way he was able to get over, the his story, his trajectory from coming in, you know, third generation guy to, you know, the Nation of Domination stuff up until, you know, being the biggest good guy and being the really the first big good guy to do it like at the peak of his popularity flip yeah and go heel right like even hogan he was already on the downturn and people didn't want to see the red and yellow and that's when he flipped to the nwo the rock was like i'm coming for austin's spot as the number one baby face nope never mind top heel just that yeah. just that fast so he was the first person to really do that he had so many great moments so many great feuds triple h mankind hogan taker just you know, Austin, there was so many, even Cena, we, we make fun of it, but it, it was captivating television. That first one, yeah, the first I, one was amazing. That first one is probably my top five rock matches. Oh, for sure. I would like that he did, The fact two. that he did it at the age he did it, you know, I, I think is, you know, yeah. it's phenomenal in so many ways. What would be ways. your, I, I don't know how we're yeah, going to get sure. time, but yeah. Mount Rushmore of like wrestling. Mount Rushmore? Jeez, yeah. that's so difficult. Who's like your top it's, four it's, five? The tiering is hard, right? It is. If I'm going based off of just like who influenced me the most as a fan, like just like wow, you know yeah. what I mean. Hogan's got to be there just because he he's the guy who t- who brought breast wrestling into where we're at today. Really, uh, I'm gonna say Brett because I think Brett's better than Sean. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I look at what Brett did. Not only is he my favorite wrestler of all time, but I look at three matches in particular. I look at SummerSlam. 91 against Mr. Perfect. I look at SummerSlam 92 against Davey Boy Smith. And I look at uh, WrestleMania 13 with, with Austin. Those are probably three of the top five matches ever. I'll put those matches up against anything and say that those are some of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, and then four, I'm probably going to... If I get only four... Are you putting five. Michaels? No, I'm not. I'm putting Brett over Michaels. Well, I'm just, you have two more slots. I got then. two more slots. Then I'm going to put, you, you I'm said, gonna put Taker. Hogan yeah, Hogan, yeah. Brett. I'm going to put Taker. Okay. And I'm going to put probably Cena. Just based off his longevity at the top. Is five Austin? Yeah. For okay. sure, for sure. Just just based off okay. of that, We're on Taker for right Taker right. for me is a guy that maybe not necessarily the greatest in ring performer because he was suit matched with a lot of guys who yeah. sucked. Giant Gonzalez, like so iconic. but iconic. He's the greatest character they've ever made. Yeah, ever by far. I know Kyle's sleeping yeah. over here, but when you're going it through, is what it is. Just, I, yeah, for sure. There's and that's for me. Sometimes it goes Michaels and Brett. I feel like they were there were points when they were both top. So oh, I, can, yeah. I I don't know if I can firmly say yeah he would be on my Mount Rushmore because yeah. at points Michaels better than Brett. Oh yeah, but no then doubt. at points Brett was better. So it's yeah. hard to be like no, yeah, this no guy doubt. At this point absolutely. Was better. absolutely. Actually, would, would you ever consider Triple H on there? No, not no. Only because at the time that he was in his prime. He you was know, like Cena and stuff. Well, Cena was there, but at the same time, Rock was there. Austin was there. True. Triple H still will always be remembered as one of the best heels ever because he was the foil. He was the guy that you could turn in a moment and people would believe it, right? Austin joined Triple H in that the the two man power trip because Triple H was a believable heel and because he gets dinged because he's been around forever now and he's been championing a gazillion times. He's yeah. done enough stuff where he's one of the greatest of all time. He just won't be on my and I'm a huge Triple H fan and yeah. he won't be on top five for me. Okay. All right, last thing we kind of got a bit off a tangent there, but that's why this show is awesome. Let's talk about these Tiger Streets, guys. Um, so Alvila trade Shane Green to the Braves, Nick Castellanos to the Cubs. They got a minuscule return, in my opinion, for that. Yeah, what ta- that. thoughts? Kyle, I'll start with you. Thoughts on the return? They got a couple. They got a couple more arms. Um, they got a guy they could have taken in the Rule Three or the Rule Three draft like twice, I think, at one point. W- give me your thoughts just on the return. Did they get enough for Castellanos and Green? 
I don't really think so. I think they did it. Well, at least I don't know about Shane Green, but mm-hmm. I know Cassiano's just like kind of didn't want to be there, and like so they were just trying to get whatever. It was like five mm-hmm. minutes before the trade deadline yeah, was exactly. over. Like, before. by the way, we'll take it. Yeah, so they just they they just probably wanted they're already yeah. in a rebuilding mode. They're just For like, sure. okay, we're gonna get what mm-hmm. we can with five minutes left. We know he doesn't want to be here, so if we get some like like an orange juice or two, then we'll, we'll get we'll take him out of here. So that's basically I'll take an orange juice and a ham sandwich, please. Thank you. <laughs> that's basically what happened. There. Traded for a washing machine. <laughs> Mike, a question for you, not so much on the return because I know I you're probably on the same, but do you have an issue with Boyd still being a Tiger? No, and I think Boyd might be there since he's young enough to mm-hmm. be the guy. Mm-hmm. He might they might keep him just to be that guy to go when you were good in the seven years that we're gonna be good eventually. Yeah. Um, you're gonna be like the guy. Like right. you're gonna be the ace pitcher because mm-hmm. you can't just get rid of him because you can't like just absolutely get rid of everybody. Like you right. need that one or two young guys to go. Okay, we're gonna develop you in three years mm-hmm. and then. You're gonna be that guy when mm-hmm. this team's good, and I right. think they're gonna to turn to him. And be like, we need you to be the ace pitcher right. when this thing ter- actually finally eventually turns around. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm okay keeping him. Mm-hmm. But um, do you think that I, I think that the only problem that I think Tigers fans are having with him still being on the roster is the fact that I don't think your return could have ever gotten any higher. I don't think he's gonna play yeah. any better than this. Now we're hoping he does, right? Because yeah. the next year in the winter meetings, whatever, you can probably get rid of him. But and I think their goal is to. But I agree with you that if if you're not gonna be able to get the return you're looking for yeah. you need to keep him and let him ride it out yeah. see, I, I'm more of on the I think you could wait till next year and just see how he does because mm-hmm. if this is his plateau like if he's not getting any better than this you could give him you could trade him away or whatever mm-hmm. but at the same time he's young enough where you can go in our team control yeah, long enough yeah right? where you can go if he if you see any kind of increase in his production then he can be your guy in yeah, two or three years when sure. you're about to yeah. start doing the run thoughts on Alavila after this trade deadline do you think he's, he's able to see this? I know he just got an extension should he see this rebuild out or after this year because this has been a total dumpster fire I don't think anybody anticipated we would be this bad I know injuries have kind of played a part into it yeah. but with that being said, do you think how many more years does he get? Does he get two? Twenty twenty one? We better see dramatic improvement. Or are you giving him till twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three? I know it sounds far I, away, I but really give, that's only four years. I give him to the middle of next year, I think. And then you want to see because I, yeah. I just want to because at that point you have this whole season, mm-hmm. and when you say a whole season of baseball, one hundred and sixty two games, I go get better and you're not getting better and then you're going to add another 80 games next year mm-hmm. so i'm giving you over 200 and like 40 games yeah to be like get these players no better and if they're not going to get better then yeah. we don't, we don't thoughts kyle I, I mean how long do you give alavila i'd probably give him another season like yeah. like if you can't improve on a team that you didn't think could get worse then <laughs> i don't think you should be running an organization <laughs> so i say just give him a year that's a great topic that's, to say, that's the biggest fact that yeah kyle dropped on this whole episode no no seriously though if like you if, think, you, if like you, you don't like, think you can turn it around and you you're already losing but you know you can't turn around yeah. then you shouldn't be here yeah, that's you're, a great you're point. sitting there like all right so this year we're probably gonna get like 65 70 and you end up getting 40 yeah you're like that's not good right like you're already saying that you're gonna it's like the lines go i think the season's like five and eleven then you go two and fourteen you go Get out. Right. Like, no, exactly. that's... That's what's going to happen this year, honestly, yeah. right? They, I think they have this team now where they think we they, should be able to get... nine to and seven, nine, nine, ten, and six. And if we go three and 13, 
heads are going to roll. It's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt about it, guys. I Absolutely. Really Absolutely. All right, guys. That's going to be it for episode 36. Once again, we are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all the good streaming services every Monday at 7 a.m. If you're watching this on YouTube, you already know that we drop new episodes every Wednesday. We have so much big news coming for you guys. A total makeover of the I'm Always Right Sports podcast coming your way in a couple weeks. Stay tuned. Watch our Twitter and Facebook pages for updates on that. For the man... For the Merck Zone, I am the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.